1. All the Widow's Men We must return to Victorian values. Margaret Thatcher, 1983 Reactionary nostalgia for the proprieties of Victorian England is unfortunate, like a whore looking under the bed for her virginity. Thatcher was perhaps confused because there were no drug busts in 19th century England, few prosecutions for cruelty to children and little recorded sex crime. But who needs to force his attentions with 1,200 harlots on the streets? There was sex aplenty at prices all could afford. At the bargain end, you could fuck for the price of a mug of tea. As far as narcotics were concerned, there was even less of a problem because getting smashed wasn't illegal. Any toff on his way to the Athenaeum could stroll into Harrods and demand half an ounce of their finest cocaine. There was no war on drugs. The only drug wars in the Victorian epoch were those conducted by Englishmen in soldiers' uniforms trying to get the Chinese hooked. If they refused to become junkies, they murdered them. Hundreds were strung up outside their own homes. When Victoria's Prime Minister, Lord Palmerston, had finally achieved stability of the market, the dealers moved in shipping their opium out of British Calcutta, 5,000 tonnes a year by 1866. What today are quaintly called street values were astounding, and the revenues to the Crown require no lesser word. British administrators, i.e. pushers, computed that in Fukien province, 8 out of 10 adults were addicted, and 9 out of 10 in Canton, a complete marketing success. One of the outstanding paradoxes of the Victorian age was its obsession with morality when morality there was none. When it came to sex, Victorian hypocrisy rose to the very ether. The age of consent, determined by an all-male parliament, was twelve. More often than not, however, consent didn't come into it. Children were regularly sold into upmarket brothels as a leisure facility for gentlemen little girls sometimes having their genitals surgically repaired to sustain the fiction of fresh goods. Champagne on the house, of course. Padded chambers available on request. The beating of a common child into bloody insensibility with a whip may not have gained you the epithet of a good egg at the club, but it wouldn't have put you into prison either. It was men like W.T. Stead who got banged up for trying to do something about it. William Thomas Stead was one of the great Victorians, a powerful and influential journalist, frequently vilified by the midgets of his trade who were anxious of his sincerity and success. He and Bramwell Booth, of Salvation Army fame, attempted to expose upper-class depravities by going out and buying a 13-year-old girl for a fiver. He published a full report of it in the Pall Mall Gazette, titled The Modern Babylon. This didn't go down at all well with the establishment, many politicians being punters, and the pair of them ended up in the dock at the Old Bailey. Nothing less than imprisonment, farted the Times. Mr Justice Lopez got on with it. William Thomas Stead, I regret to say that you thought it fit to publish, blah, blah, and that you deluged our streets and the whole country with an amount of filth, blah, 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 and I don't hesitate to say will ever be a disgrace to journalism. Three months' hard labour. In 1888, you could fuck a child for five shillings, but you couldn't read Zola. What the establishment didn't like about Emile Zola was his treatment of the working class, who he had the French neck to represent as human. 
In his novel Germinal, for example, a coal miner not only falls in love with a girl capital has reduced to an animal, but he also forms an embryonic trade union. Good God, two horrors in one! The Right Honourable's wig must have lifted six inches into the air. Like Stead, Ernest Visitelli, the British translator and publisher of Zola, got three months. But there was a darker, deeper fear abroad in Zola's minds, indeed in the minds of the Victorian establishment. It was the voice from the abyss, the voice of socialism, howling, Enough! Enough! Get off your all fours in the darkness and stand on two feet, like men. <laughs>